let's talk about finding myself after marriage and kids. Hey guys, welcome to episode four of the Other Side Pod. This episode is slightly different as it will be a solo episode by myself, Linda. Um, And this episode I will be discussing marriage, all things related (laughs) to marriage, well my marriage anyway. So where do I start? I guess at the beginning. I've been married now for five years to someone who I dated before marriage on and off for 10 years. So you would think I have a pretty good idea of this person but it's true what they say you really don't know someone until you live with them so i've had a typical nigerian strict christian upbringing where you don't live with someone until you're married to them you know living in sin and all that so we literally moved in together our wedding night obviously wedding night we spent in a hotel and then in the morning we moved into our new flat and in my head, I'm thinking, okay, wedded bliss, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be like a sleepover with my best friend every day. Boy, was I wrong. I remember talking to my dad back then. He was like, if you can get through the first two years of marriage, then you can get through anything. <laughs> I'm still trying to get through the first five years, but it's definitely easier now than it was back then. I felt like I had woken up next to a complete stranger. I did not know this guy at all. His eating habits, his sleeping habits, even down to the things that he watches on TV was never something that I took into account before getting married. So obviously when we first moved in we were on different work schedules so like I worked typical nine to five office job so I would get home around 6, 6.30, start cooking dinner, chillax, eat dinner, have some wine, get ready for bed. Whereas he was doing retail work at the time. So he was on shift work. So we were literally like two ships passing the night because he would get off around 9pm, get home around 9.30, 10 o'clock, just as I was just getting ready to get into bed to get up early for work in the morning. So when I get up for work, he's still sleeping. So the typical routine is I'd cook dinner, leave his in the oven, eat my dinner, and then he would come in and have his and whatnot. So that was fine every now and again because then it just meant the weekends is what we would look forward to and spend more time together the weekends. But then I remembered retail work means you work weekends as well. So I guess it was just an adjustment for me. But on more serious notes... Dealing with arguments after you're married is completely different to when you're just dating. Because before I could just hang up and not have to deal with him or just go home and not see him for a few days. But when you're living together in a one bed, when you have an argument, it can become so explosive. I can't storm out. I can't go home. I can either go into the living room or I can go into the bedroom. It was just like we were on top of one another all the time. I just felt like I didn't have my own space. And I think he felt the same as well. And I think his mindset was that he didn't have to adjust his life after getting married. And I think that's an expectation that I had that he would just adjust the way he lived his life. 
which I now find out is quite wrong because even though we had the conversations before getting married about how certain things needed to change and whatnot, marriage doesn't actually change a person. You're just now both living under one roof. It's like things like him going out with his boys. It's not the issue of him going out with his boys. The issue was he would really just get dressed, get ready and leave. And I'm thinking, okay, hi, hello, where are you going? You know, who are you going with? What time are you going to be back? Usual questions. But he was seeing it as me being like a mother figure, like questioning him about where he's going, who's going. That's not the issue. It's like common courtesy. Just let me know where you're going to be and what time you're going to be back. So that was a big adjustment for both of us. Him feeling like his freedom was taken and me feeling like, it's completely disrespectful to just get up and leave the house and not tell me where you're going. So that caused a lot of arguments early on, um, on more lighthearted stuff. The way he used to come home from work and just take off his clothes and leave it right where he was standing and go off and change. And I'm like, okay, I'm not the maid and I'm not your mother you're going to need to pick up after yourself. I think he had in his head, he gets married, his wife will be there to cook and clean after him. But I also had in my head that he would be the breadwinner, I would be the homemaker. But in reality, we both work and we both split household bills. So therefore, we both split household chores. That's just how it works. But he had in his head, you know, I'm the man and I will just clean up after him again this caused so many arguments early on and it's funny because we did do premarital counseling at the church where we got married which I recommend to everyone thinking about getting married where you kind of set your expectations for your marriage because every marriage is different and I think everyone should have their own set of ideas and rules and just things like that for their own marriage to see what works for them So we definitely had our expectations going in. But of course, you know, reality has other ideas for you, which you need to adjust to. So we agreed, you know, he'd do the more typically traditional manly stuff. And I'll be the more typical traditional woman. But when that doesn't work out all the time, both parties need to be quite flexible. And I feel like he wasn't as flexible as I was. There are certain things I also found out after getting married that I didn't know about him before, like the way he eats. I've never really noticed the way he eats before, but when you're sitting down eating with someone three times a day, two times a day, every day, you start noticing little habits that you've never noticed before, like ketchup. He'll put ketchup all over everything. I don't have an issue with ketchup. The issue was putting it all over the food and then mixing the food up that really really grinds my gears like why can't you just put ketchup in the corner and dip your food but anyway apparently that's something I shouldn't really be arguing about because that's just the way he is it's like okay that's fine another thing his food combinations and apparently I'm a snob when I say this but His food combinations make me sick. I can't even explain the type of foods that he would put together and say, you know, this is what he wants to eat. 
like I pride myself on my cooking. I love to cook. I love feeding people and I love eating. I remember one night I made like a peppered steak with some garlic and herb mash and some greens. And then he wanted baked beans with it. And in my head I was like, baked beans, peppered steak. Okay. All right. He definitely prepared me for having children. It's like other things that I find more serious that he should have told me before we got married was the fact that he likes to partake in certain um, social extracurricular activities. I don't know how to describe that. Well, in other words, he likes to smoke weed socially. I was like, okay, so in the 10 years I've known you before getting married, I've never seen you smoke, never smelt it on you. But yet all of a sudden you're a social smoker. Why? I think to myself, did he feel the need to hide this from me? Probably because he knows how much I hate smoking and smokers. And I probably would have left him. But hey ho, funny story now. I guess it wasn't funny at the time about how I found out he smokes. One night I'm sleeping. Mind you, I'm five months pregnant at the time sleeping soundly in bed he comes in to wake me up and he says Linda call an ambulance I think I'm dying I think I'm having a heart attack so at first I thought it was a bad dream you know when you're pregnant you have these really vivid weird dreams so I'm like okay what are you talking about I sit up and he's like no 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 my heart feels like it's about to beat out of my chest so I'm now really freaking out thinking is he having a heart attack so I dial 999 like the good wife that I am. And the operator says, okay, what's your emergency? I said, yeah, my husband thinks he's uh, dying. He thinks he's having a heart attack. I need an ambulance. They said, okay, what is he doing right now? I was like, he's pacing up and down <laughs> the bedroom. And they're like, okay, we need to ask a few questions. How old is he? Blah, blah, blah. You know, blah, blah. Is he fit and healthy? Yeah, usually. Has he done any drugs today? I said, of course he hasn't done any drugs today. So I turn to him and I say, have you done any drugs today? And he says, I don't know. To which I respond, you don't know if you've done any drugs today. So I said to the woman on the phone, yeah, he doesn't know. This is his response. They said, okay, we're sending an ambulance. I guess, you know, God bless the NHS. They were there in three minutes. So they knock on the door, they come in. And now all of a sudden I'm wide awake. What can I smell? I can smell cannabis coming from the living room because we have a balcony. So you go through the living room to the balcony. I was like, okay. The paramedics come upstairs like, oh, yeah, we can definitely smell some cannabis in here. They say, sir, have you been smoking this evening? And he says, yes, I have. <laughs> I almost fainted. Yes, you have. So anyway, they sit down. They check his temperature. They check his blood pressure, everything. And they start asking him about his day, what happened, to which he responds, he didn't buy his weed from his usual guy, it was someone else this time, I said, you have a usual guy, if you have a usual guy, you're a regular smoker, right, okay, what a great way to find out, in front of these nice paramedics, I didn't know my husband has a usual weed dealer, yes, okay, so now he tries to describe how he's feeling, He's saying he can see sounds and he's hearing colours. They both look at each other, these paramedics, which is say, yeah, he's just having a bad trip. 
but we're going to take him down to the hospital anyway, take some blood just to make sure, you know, there was nothing laced in this bad weed that he had. So here I am getting dressed three o'clock in the morning, following an ambulance down to the hospital just to make sure my husband, the regular weed smoker, hasn't been poisoned. So yeah, that was my first (laughs) major issue in my marriage, finding out that the person I'm to do life with has this major secret from me. It was a big blow. I mean, we can laugh about it now because it was a funny episode, but it's certain things that I didn't realise. He thinks it's not that big of a deal, but to me it is. And I feel like if you can hide this from me, what else can you be hiding? The most challenging part for me is working out how to resolve conflict and issues. Now, I made a vow to, for better or for worse, with this person. So now I'm at a part where it's a hurdle. What do I do? My first reaction was flight instead of fight. So I'm like, let me just leave now. I don't need this headache. But again, people are like, you know, marriage or marriage, all marriages, should I say, have their issues. They have their ups and downs. And it was always easy for me to compare my marriage to other people's because everyone appears to be happy and never have any issues. But you never really know the journey that other people are on. So for me, I'm still trying to work out how to enjoy the good times and not let the bad times be at the forefront of my mind. That's not to say that I need to ignore the bad times, but just know that bad times don't last forever. So I was talking to a friend of mine recently and she was telling me, you know, you have to be intentional about your marriage And that means, you know, being proactive in your marriage and having the marriage you want requires a lot of work and takes a lot of time. So if I dedicate time to making this a better marriage for me, then I think the outcome can only be positive. So I'm trying to be very intentional about the kind of marriage that I want. I'm trying to communicate my feelings a lot better especially now in quarantine where we've just been together at home all day every day and it's like I wake up and I'm like oh god it's you again but you know it's going to be him again every day so and this is our new normal right now so we're both working from home so when we get off work we're still in the same place so there's like there's no escape before I would have an escape where I would go to the office or I would go out after work with colleagues you know I think it's important to have separate time from your partner, spend time with friends outside of the marriage. Because I feel like if I make him my everything, I'm just going to have a very miserable marriage, in my opinion. So I think it's very healthy that I would get out. And that's exactly how I feel when it comes to parenting as well. Going to work was a break (laughs) from parenting for me. And it's something that I know I need for my own mental health. I need the space and I need the time. And it's hard to do that when we're both under the same roof 24 hours a day. But it's getting a lot easier now that, you know, 
the restrictions have been lifted a little bit. I'm starting to get out a bit more. I'm starting to feel a lot less insane. Not going as crazy as I was, but it's definitely the hardest thing I've had to do, especially being in quarantine with a baby and a toddler and a husband who is a third child in my opinion. (laughs) I hope he doesn't hear that. But it's just, it's been a very trying time. And so for me, the most important thing was being able to communicate this to him in a way that didn't offend him. Because I didn't want it to sound like I need to get away from you, when actual fact I do need to get away from you, but I don't want it to sound like I need to get away from you, if that makes sense. So yeah, it's getting a lot easier now. And I think five years in, I'm finally understanding the type of person he is. I'm understanding how to argue with him, which is really important because in the early days, we just didn't know how to argue with one another. I'm the type of person where if we have an argument, I need it to be squashed there and then. I need to get all my feelings out and he needs to respond there and then. But he's the type where he blows up quickly so then he needs time to calm down before he can respond and I'm like no me thinking he needs him me thinking that he needs time to respond is him ignoring me which in actual fact he's not he's just trying to find a way to articulate himself properly in the argument because before he would just blow up and all sorts of stuff would come out of his mouth and I'd be looking at him like okay I know it's not me you're talking to So we're definitely at a place now where we can argue a lot better. I know his triggers. He knows my triggers. So that was one of the most important things that we managed to accomplish in our marriage is learning how to argue effectively (laughs) with one another, as crazy as that sounds. But, you know, arguments are healthy. But it was weird because growing up with my mum and dad, I've never once in the 30 plus years I've known them, seen them argue. So I always thought, you know, their marriage was just perfect all the time. But in actual fact, they just made sure they never argued in front of the kids. Which, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. Because I had a different idea of how marriage would be when I got into it. Like, no one gave me the real. No one gave me an honest and open conversation about how marriage can be trying and testing. And it's like, this is the person that you're choosing to love every day you wake up in the morning you make that choice to love this person and sometimes that choice is difficult and for me sometimes that choice was almost impossible I would look at him and I think there's no way I could spend the rest of my life with this person there's just no way I mean he puts ketchup on everything (laughs) he eats baked beans with things that don't require baked beans so I'm learning to get through those things and it's like he's a very stubborn person when I was pregnant the first time it was very tough time for me and a lot of things would make me nauseous and the smell of things would make me vomit so he had this one particular aftershave that he loved and before I was pregnant you know this aftershave smelled just fine I had no issues with it but as soon as I got pregnant this was the worst thing I've ever smelled in my life. It literally made me vomit. So I would say to him, can you not use the aftershave while I'm pregnant because it's making me sick? Either this didn't register in his head or he just didn't care. So he would continue using this aftershave every day and I would be nauseous every day. 
And I'm thinking, who in their right mind would still continue to use this after I have said, it makes me nauseous. I had to end up having to hide this aftershave or throw away this aftershave. But it's like now that I'm not pregnant and he's continued to use it again, the smell brings back the memory of throwing up every day. So one would think if he cared about me at all, he would not use this aftershave anymore. But yeah, so these are the little things (laughs) that I'm trying to deal with. But It's just mind boggling to me that he doesn't get that. But hey, you know, if that's the worst I have to deal with, according to some, then, you know, it's not that bad. But I feel like it's just a big slap in the face and it's like he doesn't understand me. The key to a successful marriage or partnership or any type of relationship is patience. Something I am working on every day. It might be the Aquarian in me, but I am so impatient with certain things. I want it now and I want it now. And this has been a very humbling experience for me because good things do actually come to those who wait. So I'm being patient and I'm trying to enjoy the process of figuring out this whole marriage thing. Because even though I'm five years deep, I'm still new to this. And it's just, I'm trying not to get irritated at every little thing. Otherwise, each day, I'm going to be irritated in some way. Like, say, for instance, when he hasn't had a shape-up. Everything he does when he hasn't had a shape-up irritates me. From the way he eats, to the way he sleeps, to the way he breathes. I can't stand it. So, yeah, those are little nitpicky things that he would say. I'm a drama queen about other things I'm working on. But can anyone else relate to that? When he's not looking good, nothing he does is right. And I know that's so weird because there's going to be so many days where he doesn't look good and I need to get over it. But yeah, so I would also, the one piece of advice I would give to people out there is move in with your person (laughs) before you get married. I know that sounds bad, that as a good Christian girl, it's not the way, but honestly, move in with them before you get married, just so you have a sense of the type of person they are day in, day out, and if you can live with this person day in, day out, because I really don't think you can truly know a person until you live with them, yeah, it's not the same going on holidays or having or staying over a couple of nights at each other's places. It's different because everyone is always on their best behavior in relationships. But when you get married, you really see every side of the person from the good, the bad to the ugly. And that's knowing whether or not this person is worth going through all of that. And that is the key, I think. So yeah, don't get me wrong, marriage can be so amazing like you have your own personal person like he has my back in everything even when I'm being unreasonable he will have my back in public (laughs) and then he will tell me when we get home that I was being ridiculous or unreasonable but that's the kind of support I need when I'm having like a crazy moment he doesn't judge even when I cry over little things especially in the cinema he's like it's okay you'll be all right. 
So yeah, no, definitely. Marriage is about not having to worry about how you look on certain days because really truly you can't go anywhere you know so I think it's made me relax a lot more in myself because I used to be very critical about myself but he supports everything I do he's like I'm the smartest person he knows I'm like oh that's so sweet probably a lie but you know very sweet you've got someone to lie to you for the rest of your life (laughs) it's gonna be amazing but yeah definitely go into it with the mindset that you get out of it whatever you put in and the grass isn't always necessarily greener on the other side you know as they say your grass is green wherever you water it so I'm definitely trying to water my marriage and put the work in to see the results that I want from it you've been listening to the other side if you like what you've been hearing so far give us a follow on instagram the page is the other side pod like share with your people and let us know what you think in the comments